0: Welcome to the Perry Noble Leadership Podcast, where we talk about how you and your organization can take your next step in your leadership journey. Let's get to it.
1: Welcome to the Perry Noble Leadership Podcast. My name is Carly, the co-host of this podcast, and I'm so excited that you guys chose to download this episode. So one of the most frustrating things in leadership is when a person feels stuck um, just either in their personal development or in their church or business. So with this opening episode of 2017, we're going to talk about five leadership lids that we all face as leaders and how we can break through them. Um, So Perry, any thoughts on this before we begin?
0: First of all, Carly, great to have you as the co-host. That was an incredible way you read that script. I am blown away. Um, that, I mean I mean pretty soon you'll just be going freestyle on this thing. Um, I'm really excited about this particular podcast because these five lids that we're going to be talking about um, actually apply to churches and businesses. and and not only that, these are five lids that I've discovered that I've got to continually push, to break through.
1: Okay, so the first lid we can face as leaders is the information lid. So Perry, what is the information lid?
0: Well, there, one of the greatest myths in leadership is there will be a time and a place where we really do learn all there is to know. Um, and so, you know, we're, we set a plan. We set, in fact. About 20 years ago, and Carly, you won't remember 20 years ago because you're actually 18, so you weren't actually alive 20 years ago. This is true. But 20 years ago, um, one of the things that used to be really popular in church and business world was uh, tw- uh, 5, 10, 20, even 50-year strategic plans. I know one company, I can't remember who it is. It might have been FedEx, but I'm not sure, had a 100-year strategic plan. Um, And this was really, really, really popular. But the problem now is the world that we live in is changing so quickly. Um, In fact, I found this uh, the other day. Um, I found this list, and I wanted to read it. Um, So we're in 2017, but check this out. So 11 years ago in 2006, these things that I'm about to read did not exist. This This fascinated me. The iPhone. I have an iPhone. Um, the iPad, Kindle, Uber, Airbnb, Android, Oculus, Spotify, Nest, Stripe, Square, Instagram, Slack, Spotify, and Snapchat. Those things did not exist. 10 years ago. Now, as I read that, if you're a leader over 40 or over 50, you literally just went into a tailspin because you were like, I don't know what those things are. I want to help you. Um, If you don't know what those things are, pick three from that list. And by the way, um, we're going to have some show notes available at Uh You just go there, and, and, and we'll have the show notes up and available. Um, pick three of those things and learn as much about them as possible. And you're like, well, I don't know how to learn about these things. I don't know how in the world, like how in the world do I learn about these things? I want to give you an incredible website, get your pen, get ready and write this down. I'm going to give you a website that helps you learn about all these things. All right. Are you ready? Get your pens, write this down. www.google.com. Yes, that's right. You can Google these things and learn about them. I know this because I've been learning about these things too. And so there's no reason um, that we need to hit the information lid when it comes to technology because Google and, by the way, YouTube. So I did a YouTube thing the other day and I sat around and watched YouTube videos about how to maximize and optimize Facebook and it was like going to a college class, except I didn't have to pay $40,000 a year, and I'm not in debt until I'm 87 years old. Um, so so you can learn about that. Hey, let me give you some great books that'll help you push through the information. These are some um, books that I've read in just the past six months. These are not my all-time favorites. These are just some that I've read in the past six months that I think are incredible. Win Forever by Pete Carroll. If you love football and leadership, this is a book that you will love. Win Forever by Pete Carroll. Ego is the Enemy by Ryan Holiday. Incredible, incredible book. My friend Terry Storch, who works at Life Church, um, he works on the uh, with the U version stuff, and they've uh, like given out one squillion Bibles or something like that online. But he told me about that book, and it's incredible. Um, here's another really, really, really great book. Helping people win at work. Helping people win at work by Ken Blanchard and Gary Ridge. Now, Gary Ridge is the president of WD 40. WD 40. Now, I don't know if you know what WD 40 is. Um, when I was growing up, this is a true story, Carly. You're not going to believe this. I had an uncle, and his name was Cowboy. Um, and that's what we called him. This was before Kid Rock came out with a song, Cowboy. And so Cowboy wasn't even popular. But my uncle Cowboy, I, you can't make this up, had arthritis in his elbows. And so he sprayed WD-40 on his elbows every night. And he swore that WD-40 cured his arthritis. So if you're listening to this podcast and you have arthritis, WD-40 will set you free. Um, So those are some books. Hey, let me tell you about some podcasts that I'm really, really loving right now. And this is all about breaking through the leadership lid. Um, I've discovered a podcast in the past six months um, that is blowing my mind. In my opinion, it's one of the top three leadership podcasts in podcast world. And it's called The Learning Leader. The Learning Leader... By Ryan Hawk, the Learning Leader. By Ryan Hawk, Ryan Hawk is hands down one of the best interviewers in the game. And I discovered this about six months ago, and I think I've listened to about a hundred episodes. He's that good, and the information that he pulls out of people is excellent. So, if you haven't listened to the Learning Leader podcast, I would tell you to listen to that podcast before you listen to this one. Um, The second one is Building a Story Brand by Donald Miller. Um, Don is a great friend, and he has some great, great, great information on that podcast. And then the Entree Leadership Podcast um, by Ramsey Solutions. Uh, Ken Coleman is the host. They always have some great, great interviews, and those are podcasts. So those are some great resources that can help you push through the leadership lid, and um, man, I'm telling you, there's no, or the information lid, there's no reason to say I can't break through this lid because of lack of information.
1: Okay, so that was a lot.
0: Yes, it was. Thank so you very much. So
1: what is the second, the, <laughs> the second lid?
0: The second lid. The second lid is the staffing lid. Now, when I work with churches and when I work with um, businesses, I see two constant challenges, and here it is. Number one, hiring the right people. Number two, training the people that you have.
1: Okay, so let me ask, how do you hire the right people?
0: Well, you sit in an interview and wait and see if God will shine his light upon them, and if God shines his light on them and angels sing, that, that's not, don't write that down, that's not true. Um, we've all heard the phrase, hire slow Fire fast. Um, I won't focusing. I won't focus on the firing part, but hire slow. Recently, I heard a guy say hi, um, hire no, hire fast, fire faster. That was his slogan. Um, but he only had one person that worked for him. So what does he know? Um, when it comes to hiring, this is what I would say: skill is good, skill is good, but them fitting into your culture is way more essential than their skill level. And it takes time to assess this because you can train people in their skills, but making sure you never, ever, ever want to hire someone that you feel will disrupt your culture.
1: And how do you train people?
0: Well, that's a great question too. And unfortunately, there's not a one size fits all. when, when, it, when it comes to training people, if you're the leader, you need to tell them, number one, what's important to you, and number two, why it's important. And then the next month, you need to tell them what's important to you and why it's important. What's important to you and why it's important. You need to be accused of the old man or the old woman that's walking around your organization with Alzheimer's, repeating themselves, and when your staff is making fun of you, That's when you know that they are getting it. By the way, I'm really excited to announce that we've got, um, for business leaders, a one-day roundtable on March the 20th. Information will be available um, next week. I think January 13th we're going to open up registration for this. At IWantMyBusinessToGrow.com, and we're going to be talking about seven business mistakes that um, most leaders make and how to quit, a, how to stop them. Um, building a culture. We're going to be talking about advertising. It's for business leaders. Um, it's going to cost four hundred ninety nine dollars, and it's going to be um, well worth that. And then on the twenty first and twenty second of March, we're doing a day and a half roundtable for church leaders. Um, and all that information will be on, I want my church to and you can come. We're going to talk about hiring, firing, staffing, culture, volunteers, um, raising dollars. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and how to, re- how to maximize evangelism in your church, small groups. I am so excited, um, about those two things, but two questions, like I said, what do you want your staff to know? What do you want your staff to do? Those are the two things you got to constantly come back to if you want to break through that lid.
1: So, so far, we have the information lid and the staffing lid. So what is the third lid?
0: The third lid is the resource lid.
1: So what is the resource lid?
0: The resource lid, two thoughts here, because it looks different for businesses and churches. Churches are dependent on raising money, tithes and offerings, Um, And it takes way more uh, than a giving sermon. Um, If you're a pastor, a church leader, you know that you can do a drive-by guilting. That's what I call a giving sermon. You just do the drive-by guilting. All right, you guys need to give, or everybody's going to go to hell. Um, And people will give for about a week or two, and then they'll quit. And so you need a really, really, really great system to help people give. I'm going to pause here and just say this. If you are a pastor or a church leader and you're wrestling with developing a dynamic giving system, you need to go to www.fullyfunded.cc. Let me say that again. www.fullyfunded.cc. My friend Joe Sangle and Michael Lugigigi, I can't say his name um, because he's got way too many consonants in it, but he's a great dude. Um, Literally, I can't say his name, and I've known him for over a decade. I can't see his last name. It's just Michael. Um, And for the Pentecostals, I didn't speak in tongues, so please don't send me an interpretation on that. Um, Those guys have put together a dynamic system that will help you in your giving. So there's, there's, there's money in our churches. If you're a pastor or church leader, there's money in our churches. It takes three things to get people to give. Vision. Awareness and practical help. Vision, you got to tell them why they need to give, what what are you trying to accomplish. Awareness, and then practical help with their finances. And once again, that's where Fully Funded will help you. Um, with businesses and resources, it's all about sales. And my friend, Donald Miller, says this, that people don't always buy the best product, but they buy the one they understand the best. Um, and that's one of the things we do at The Growth Company. We, we We try to help people figure out what they're selling and the best and the clearest way to communicate that because there's a lot of business leaders right now listening. You have a great product, or great products, or you have great services, but you haven't learned how to communicate those products and services to people very well. And that's one of the areas where we can step in and help you um, do that because, once again, if you have a great product or service, um, I heard once again. I, I know I'm saying his name a lot, but I love him, Donald Miller. Um, say this: People don't like to be sold, but they love to get things that add value to their lives. So, if you want your resources to increase, you got to figure out how your product or your service will add value to their lives. Bam! I just dropped the mic. Yeah. Actually, I don't have a mic, Carly. You do.
1: I do. I'm going
0: to use it. You do. You're rocking it. <laughs> Go for it.
1: Okay, so all this makes sense so far. So what is the fourth lid?
0: I needed you to drag that question out a little bit more because I just about drowned <laughs> trying to swallow my water. The fourth lid is the passion lid. Um, so many people in life are limited because they're doing things that they're simply not passionate about. Uh, think about this. Uh, God put you more, God put you on this planet to do more than just pay the bills. And think about it, you won the freaking lottery. You are a miracle. Your mom and dad got together at just the right time to create you. Think about this. Had your dad stayed and worked a little bit later at work that night, you wouldn't be here. If your mom had had an extra glass of wine, you wouldn't be here. But once again, you won the genetic lottery. You're here. And God has a reason and a purpose for you to be on this planet. That's why you don't need to live a passionless life.
1: So, Perry, I know a lot of people are asking this, but how do you discover your passion?
0: Um, one simple question Why? Why do you do the things you do? Um, Simon Sinek, almost said my friend Simon Sinek, but actually I've never met the man, um, but he has a brilliant talk on TED Talks um, talking about answering the question why? Life is too short to do things I'm not passionate about. Because here's reality. People of passion make things happen. People of passion make things happen. And the leader cannot expect his or her people to be passionate about things that they are not. So, for example, whatever I'm involved in, I want the people that work with me to be passionate about that. So I've often joked, and it's true, if I owned a cigarette factory, I would fire every worker that did not smoke because I would want them using my product. If I had a steakhouse, I would fire every vegan in that steakhouse. If you're vegan, nothing against you. It's just if I owned a steakhouse, you couldn't work for me. Um, I want people to be passionate. But leaders, remember this, the closer to the center people get, the hotter the fire it is. And if you don't care, then your people won't care.
1: So we have the information lid, the staffing lid, the resource lid, the passion lid. What is the fifth and final lid?
0: The fifth and the final lid, in my opinion, causes more damage than all four other lids combined. And it is the excuse lid.
1: What is the excuse lid?
0: The excuse lid is when a leader makes excuses for mediocrity or underperformance.
1: So can you give me some examples?
0: Oh, yeah, I would love to. I'd love to. So let's talk about church world. Church world. Um, this is what I hear from uh, church leaders that try to use the excuse lid. They'll go in to plant a church, and maybe they run into some obstacles, and they say, well, you know... I'm planting in the hardest place in the United States to plant a church. Let me pause. Anywhere you decide to plant a church is the hardest freaking place to plant a church. Because at the end of the day, you're planting a church. And Ephesians 6.12 says, For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers and against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. In other words, we've chosen a spiritual battle, not a physical battle. So if you're in the Northeast, of course it's hard in the Northeast. If you're in the Southeast, some people think it's easy in the Southeast. But let me ask you a question. In the Bible, where was the hardest place to plant a church? Jerusalem. Where it was the most religious, okay? Um, some people, I mean, Texas. It's hard to plant a church in Texas. Well, of course it is, because there every church there's like eight squillion churches in Texas. Um, California, the Pacific Northwest. It's it's hard to plant a church anywhere. Um, One of the things I would hear when I was at New Spring Church is people would come and look at our buildings, um, and they go, well, you know, if we had all this, we could grow. And I remember turning to a guy one day, and um, Carly, this was, I mean, it just kind of slipped out. That happens with me sometimes. But I looked at him because he said, oh, if I had a building like this, it would grow. And I looked at him and I said, do you think this fell out of the freaking sky? You think it just fell out of the freaking sky? Do you think we just walked out in the middle of this cow pasture and prayed, "Dear God, give us a building"? And bam, there was a building. Man, I wrote a book on that. But um, listen, you have exactly what God wants you to have, and if you will steward that well, then God will give you more. It's the parable of the talents. Um, and this is my favorite. This is my favorite in church world right now. There's an article about once a month that comes out from a different um, news organization that says this, people are leaving the church. People are leaving the church. Thousands of people, tens of thousands, millions of people are leaving the church, and church leaders are running around like Chicken Little, screaming, the sky is falling, the sky is falling. People are leaving the church. And I want to pause and say, if people are leaving the church, what an amazing opportunity we have to get them back. Instead of just letting them go and sitting around and crying about it, why don't we go get them back? Why don't we create such awesome environments that these people want to come back to the thing they walked away from? See, I don't think that's a problem. I think it's an opportunity. And that's um those are the ones for church world.
1: Yeah, so what about business world?
0: So when a business leader complains that their industry is not doing well, obviously it's a lack of um, many times, not all the time, because there are things as recessions and stuff. But but um, many times it's due to a lack of effort. Um, and I'll say this. In the recession that took place back in 2007, 2008, there were still some businesses that really grew and, and were thriving. So, for example, um, real estate agents will say, well, you know, it's just really tough to make it in the industry right now. And that could be true if every real estate agent in the United States were suffering. But if there's somebody out there succeeding, then maybe it's not the industry, maybe it's the person. It's the same with any type of sales. Well, it's really hard in copier sales. It's really hard in car sales. Well, it's really hard to market this product or service. And it may be, and you may be against a really, really tough time. But if there are other people or other organizations out there experiencing success, then that takes away our excuse. And by the way, by the way, let me just say this. If you're in an organization and you're experiencing this lid the, and you know of other businesses or industries or churches that are experiencing success, then instead of criticizing them, instead of condemning them, go learn from them. Call the leader, call the pastor, call the CEO, call somebody and say, I'll give you $500 if you'll go to lunch with me and answer four questions. And you just ask them those four questions. Do whatever it takes to learn from them and don't make excuses because nobody ever reached greatness because they excused themselves to that place.
1: Well, this has been a great episode. Any other thoughts as we close?
0: Um. Just that I really do believe that someone has to be the best in the world at what you do, whether you're in business world or church world, someone has to be the best in the world at what you do. Why not you? now, what we do at the growth company is we come alongside of you and help you go from good to great and it really is a custom design format format. All you have to do is visit our websites um, I want my church to grow dot com I want my business to grow dot com and schedule a call, and we would love, love, love to partner with you to help you to go to
1: the next level. All right. Thanks, Perry. That's it for the edition of Perry Noble Leadership Podcast. This is Carly saying thank you for joining us, and we hope you learned a lot and that you'll join us again next month for another edition.
0: Thank you for listening to the Perry Noble Leadership Podcast. We hope you had a blast spending time with us. For more thoughts on leadership, visit Perry's blog at perrynoble.com.